All right, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Lee Hartley podcast. You may want. <laughs> okay, retake. Yeah. Retake. Start over. Yeah. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Lee Hartley podcast. You may be wondering why we're wearing the same clothes. Well, we just finished that episode with Jason Redman, and now we're introducing to you Josue Garcia. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> I, I, we'd love having you here, man. I actually just forgot to do laundry. Yeah, is that why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, this is actually a different day. We just wore the same clothes. That's There's all. Definitely a smell coming from the other side of the table. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Joking, so. so, Josue, uh, he is a... Well, not, I was almost going to say financial planner, but you're not. No, you're not you're even in close. public accounting. Disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't call him for that. <laughs> no, no. I'm, no, I'm a public, a certified public accountant. Okay. So, yeah. and, and for most people, that's a CPA. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what CPA stands for. So, gotcha. Absolutely. Gotcha. So, um, you know, I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. We've been talking about this for mm-hmm. six months. It took me forever to get everything up and you running. Because buying stuff. Yeah, you know, I kind of, I kind of have an addiction. It yeah. looks good though. Well, so thank you guys you. did a good job. Thank you. you. Still so. got some more stuff that we're gonna add, and might get a tree or something. I don't know. You get know. a fake tree because get, get a fake not, one. It, there's no windows in here, so yeah. You know, the more I keep, I mean, yeah. I keep looking for plants, and all of them say needs high sunlight, and I'm just like, uh. So I keep telling Ayla she's got to go find me some plants that'll work in dark, dim rooms. That that I don't think that exists, yeah. does it? Yeah, I mean, fake, I, yeah, they're. Fake ones. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Just don't water them and you'll or, be okay. Or what is it called? Very resilient. I mean, don't, don't, I forget the word. Some of those plants, never mind. Just move on. Yeah. I mean, you're the person that killed aloe. So, okay. Yeah. You kill an aloe plant. I, I thought that was impossible, but <laughs> apparently it's not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, getting into it, yeah. kind of. Uh, how did you kind of get started with where you're at now? I mean, you, well, I mean, like you mean public accounting or where I'm currently at? Just, pub, just public, public accounting, accounting in general. So, I mean, you know, I guess I got my my degree in accounting. So okay. I went to a school um, here, close here, USC Aiken. Okay. And then I got my master's in Charleston. And I mean, it, it, they kind of groom you, you know, to if you're an accounting major, a lot of times, especially if you get your master's degree, kind of groom you for public accounting. So part of that process is, you know, it takes you, it takes you about a year to get your master's and then they kind of facilitate, you know, there's an, there's an exam that you have to take It's four parts and it's pretty intense. So they kind of facilitate you doing all that. The, the master's program that I went to at college of Charleston basically brought the CPA firms to us. And then we would have uh, networking events where we got to meet the firms and, and we, they, you know, um, gotcha. they got to know us, and we got to know them, and and then we had an interview process, and that's kind of how I got my first job. So the college kind of pimps you out to the highest kind of sort of, yeah. I mean, I guess it's like you know, basically, if if you you know don't the, the main the main reason why you would get a master's in accounting, you can go to undergrad, and most people out of undergrad they may go into corporate world or you know or whatnot, but um go go straight go work for like club car or somebody like that but if you go through the master's process especially if you come straight from undergrad they're basically trying to get you to to go with the public accounting so what they say is it's a good place to start your career and a lot of the bigger firms um which i used to work for a pretty big firm out of out of my master's program you know they they make you work for it so you got to work and um and so that's that's basically how i got into public accounting but i've always I, when I started off undergrad, I, I was a management major, 
And I, I took a management class and I was like, man, this is just like common. I, I felt like it was more common sense theory stuff. And right. um, I wasn't really into it. So I was kind of struggling with what I wanted to do. Um, I took an accounting class and it just made sense, man. It clicked. I got like a hundred. Um, it, it had a bunch of numbers and I like numbers and it's a different way to interpret numbers. And I just kind of went with it and it's worked pretty good. So, so you, when you first started you know, in your courses, you didn't know that you were going the CPA route. No, I was actually, I wanted to be a, um, I wanted to be a chemistry major. Um, I wanted to go into chemistry and, and kind of do some things with that. But um, long story short, man, out of high school and, and, and everything, like my margin for error was very small. I didn't have a lot of time because I didn't have a lot of money. And a lot of people, you know, uh, have a tough up. I didn't have a tough upbringing as far as, you know, having a hard life or anything, but we just didn't have a lot of money. So I wanted to go into a field that allowed me to basically go out into the workforce and generate revenue. And um, that's kind of how business came into, got, how I went into business. And then from then I went into accounting. So Gotcha. Yeah. And, and when, you, when you finally decided to make that decision, did you have any idea where it was going to take you or what the future not, held for it or your goal overall? Not at all, man. Like, um, I guess, you know, I've, I've always been the type of person that question everything. Mm -hmm. um, and like, even if it's authority, but not in a way where it's disrespectful, it's more like, hey, why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> right. this doesn't make sense to me. Like, we could do it this way and save 15 minutes or save $15. Right. And a lot of people saw that as me being a little hard headed, which it's kind of true. I guess I'm hard headed in a way, if you ask what? my wife. Yeah, I mean, but with something like that, if, if you see a problem, and it may not necessarily be considered a problem, but if you see a way to do something more efficiently. Yeah. The, pro the problem is, is that a lot of, you know, people are set in their ways for the most part. And when they become, when you become part of something that's bigger than you, a lot of times <laughs> you feel like you lose control over what you can and can't do. And you kind of just get plugged into the system and you just go with the flow. And when you have people, they can't just go with the flow because there's right. just, that's just who, how we're wired. Um, and okay. so I always knew that I was wired differently. I never understood what that meant. Um, so a combination of that, when I came out of my master's, I came out of the middle of a recession. You, you guys remember that great recession, which I mean, we pretty much got treated like second. I mean, I'm not going to say second class citizens, but if you came out of school in 2009, 2010 timeframe, you had a hard time finding a job. Right. So like, luckily I was able to go to work for a firm, but it just wasn't what everybody else was getting. Like, I believe our salary, starting salaries may have been reduced. I don't know this for a fact, I have to verify, but that's kind of what we were told. And our start dates were delayed just because the firms, you know, didn't want to, didn't have the funds. Well, they had the funds, they just, they were, they say, were, we're, we're in a recession and we can't afford to have you guys on this payroll for this amount right now. Right. So it's just it was just a very a combination of understanding like what corporate structures and bureaucracies kind of think of you, how they really think about you. And my hard headedness. Right. Kind of led me to believe that I just wasn't wired to just f go with the flow. So you kind of felt like Neo in the Matrix at the beginning. I just, it just <laughs> didn't it didn't make sense to me. Like, so, you know, I went into public accounting and, um, you know, I was expected to work. I think it was like at that time, 70, 80 hours a week. Um, you know, I got a salary, but if you break down the salary that I was getting into my hourly wage, I was probably better off working it. Like, I mean, I was probably better off somewhere off making 10 bucks an hour and getting overtime to right. be honest with you. So it just didn't make sense. And then, um, I saw how, how, how employees were treated, um, and how like, unfortunately people were let go on a consistent basis. And this is like churn and burn on people. Um, 
And then I remember after my first tax season, after like me just working countless hours, you know, they call a meeting. One of the partners calls a meeting and says, hey, guys, if you want to take two hours to go to the dentist, you need to use vacation. Otherwise, we're not going to give you your full paycheck. And I was like, we just spent, we literally lived, we lived in this firm for three, three months, the last three months of our lives. We didn't, we, we, we sacrificed our time. And now you're telling us that at, we have to take as sick and vacation time too. And you were doing that on a salary basis. So you're so working nothing, not, you're 80, 90 hours a week, but yeah. your pay was reflected as 40 or so, 50. Yeah. 50. Yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah. So basically it was like my pay stayed the same, no matter right. if I worked 90 hours or 40 hours. Right. And then to be told that we had to put two hours of our vacation, vacation time, time to right. just to go to the dentist, like it just didn't add up to me. So I was like, Hey, hold on guys, time out. Like we just spent, you know, and anyways, they didn't like that. So how long were you with that firm? About a year. Okay. Um, so after that, I, um, I ended up moving to North Carolina. I got married. My wife was deployed. Um, and I ended up moving to Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, and I had a, you talking about a hard time finding a job. Uh, it was horrible, man. Um, so, so this is to, this is around 2011 at this point, uh, 2010, 2011? I want to say it's like 2011, 2012. I don't remember okay. the exact year, but moved to Fayetteville. Don't really know anybody there. So no connections, no professional connections or anything. Um, and when I told you I took a 50% pay cut, I took a 50% pay cut just to get employed. Right. My dad told me that it's better to get a job when you have a job. Which I don't know if that was the right decision. For I, th- me. I think that old saying too. It was always that, and then it was always a half a loaf of bread's better than none, or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. So you know, obviously, you know, like um, my dad came up in a different environment though, because you know he was used to he had he always had good jobs. Um, he was always a- you know able to put food on the table. Um, but the corporations and the companies treated that generation differently. Then we we get treated if we go into the work environment, you know, like we're talking pensions and, you know, health insurance, you know, good health insurance and all things are different now. They're not what they used to be. So he was loyal to the company because the company took care of him. Whereas for us, we're a little hesitant. I feel like our generation is a little more cautious about where they go work and make sure that it's a good fit for, you know, for right, them. Right, right. So. You know, back in his generation, when you started working somewhere, it wasn't necessarily dictated, like your position and your your reach for higher positions wasn't dictated by where you went to school or anything. It was literally time served and what you've learned and what you've done. You could yeah. actually, you could start from the very bottom and actually work your way up yeah. to a higher level. Yeah. I mean, my dad ended up doing the same thing. He had an eighth grade education and literally by the time he retired, he started digging ditches and laying water mains for half the city. Yeah. And by the time he retired, he was running the entire department. Yeah. So and that and so it's all about effort and what you're capable of, where it's like it's just different. Now things are different. And too, like I feel like these I'm not gonna say I think smaller entities or smaller businesses still have that we care about our people thing, which they do, most of them do, but I feel like some of these bigger companies I feel like a lot of the time you just get you just get plugged in and may get forgotten about sometimes, and unfortunately that happens a lot in the corporate world. You know? One of the, one of the things Bonnie always tries to implement within our company is it being more like a family, and and like what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, she likes to talk about the family <laughs> side of things. <laughs> hey, Liz, probably looking at this like, but you know, just like at home when I'm real stressed out, is it's hard to be a good. Um, yeah, I do. Yes. Yes. And my plan and my intentions is to fully 
completely implement all those things that show appreciation. Yeah, and that and you have to because if you don't, yeah. I mean, people are not going to stay. Yes. That's what it really comes down to. I mean, people have options now. Um, yep. I mean, if you don't like what you're doing, you can change it. Into, I mean, we have the Internet. We have Instacart. We have all these things. Um, you know, I've I've explored, you know, I, I'm having some social media issues with my company. So I've been I'm trying to find somebody to do some work for me at a reasonable rate. And I couldn't find anybody local. Um, I can't get anybody to answer the phone. So I went to um, what's that website? Five R. Fiverr. 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 Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it's called, but you know what? I found somebody. He's not in the U.S. and he's doing great work for and me. And he's right knocking now. it out. One post a day, and it's like better than anything I could have hoped for. Yeah. So I mean, and that's how that that goes to show how easily something could be outsourced. Yeah. There, there's not really a re, there's not really a reason for an excuse anymore. Like we don't have any geographical boundaries that keep us from achieving our goals at this point. Because if it really comes down to it, you always have the ability. You should always have the ability to make money. And I feel like the internet and all these things that are put in place, I mean, facilitate that. So if you have a gift or a talent or a skill, and you're, you feel like you're stuck, you can you can easily change that with right. a little bit of hustle. Yeah. Problem is, do you want to hustle? Do you want to like do what I did, which is work from eight to five at a corporate job, and then work from six to three on your on your side business until on your on your business until the business gets big enough to, to overtake all that time? Right. And that's just, that's what it really comes down to. Is like, do you want to put in the effort to go that route? You know. And that's definitely one of the things I want to get into with you in just a yeah. little while. Is just the the extra effort and you know, your side hustle becoming something more. Yeah. Um, so you're working for this firm for like a year. Yeah. And you you didn't, you weren't a peg. Like you were a square peg trying to find a round hole, basically. Yeah. I mean, I, there was, a, there was, I made a good, I had a lot of good relationships there. And, you know, I'm a people person. So I, I had a good, a lot of good relationships. It was just like, it wasn't a fit for me. It just didn't work for me. And right. Just, we just, it ended up being not, not a good overall fit for what I wanted to accomplish. Basically. So from there, what was your, what was kind of your next step from there? Man, so go to, move to North Carolina and struggle. <laughs> like take a pay cut, <laughs> go to work. I remember, um, were you doing the same thing in North Carolina? So I ended up working for a private employer, a small business guy. He had three companies. He had, um, real estate, land development and construction company. And, um, and basically, uh, I ended up like doing the books for those companies. Um, when I went into when I went in there, everything was a mess, and I I I, I want to say that I helped them kind of get things in place. That wasn't a good fit either for other reasons. I'm not going to get into that for legal purposes. But um, anyways, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would assume when you go in yeah. and everything's a mess, and you have to implement all kinds of things to make it right and yeah. run smoothly the way it should. Yeah, um, you probably ruffled some feathers too with the way things needed to be done because you know people yeah. get kind of set well, in their ways with lot, the way they want things. Yeah, a lot of people say, "Oh, I want to do the right things," or "I want to, I want to be this business owner," or, "I want to be this great corporate officer." But when you put a mirror in their face and you see, like, are your actions dictating that narrative? Right. And the answer in that case was like, no. I mean, right. that's the best way I can put it. Um, and that and that's not, you know, and so. Anyway, so I was there for a little while. After that, I um I ended up working as a human resources person. <laughs> at a, <laughs> that was fun at a country club for a little while, and then I know. Now, now are we talking like an old school type country club where yeah, it's old school? Like it was uh, it was definitely 
old school. <laughs> uh, but I mean, once again, man, I had a, I met a lot of good people, met a lot of good connections, and then I networked my way into back into public accounting. Okay. So I, I was in the country club, and then I, um, I basically found, you know, I had access to the member list, and I just kind of went went out of my way to get some people my resume. So I went back into public accounting, and I was there for about three, four years. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, I couldn't imagine the the clientele that was there. Yeah. They they were a great you know group of people for what you wanted to do with your life. Yeah, I mean it was I, I you know every opportunity is a learning opportunity and like at the end of the day people are people. There's gonna be you should be able to relate this to anybody and anyone you come across. You should be you should be able to find something to relate to. So I that's basically that was my approach when I worked there. I was just basically I needed I needed work. I mean it was still in the middle of a recession. Um, having a hard time finding a good job and, and kind of that. But I mean, I've had to kind of you know reset my career a couple times and then going to work at that firm, in all honesty, that firm solidified my love for what I do now. Um, it was a great firm to work for. Um, a lot of great people and uh, just a great working environment. So awesome. Yeah. Um. So when you, I mean, you went to that new place, you yeah. were there for three or four years. Yeah. And while you were there, what were you kind of handling for that? Um, I, I was, I mean, I, I've mostly been, a, uh, as far as public accounting, I've, I've mostly been a tax guy. So okay. I've, I've just basically mostly tax returns and tax engagements. Um, and then towards the end, towards my towards the end of my tenure there, um, I started doing government audits. So I was doing, I was going into local municipalities and doing audit work. Um, and just kind of auditing books and things of that nature. So, That's so a, I got I dabbled into audits. Gotcha. So, so you got to see the other side of how the government works. I got well, <laughs> I, work, I know. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's like don't get me started yeah. on that. Yeah, but the good thing I'll tell you what, man. Let me tell you something about. Let me tell you something about these municipalities. These local small municipalities carry the load for the bigger municipalities, like. You have a lot of these little towns who who run. I mean, I mean, granted, they probably have one or two employees, but they run efficiently and they actually make profits as they operate their water fund, their general fund, whatever it is. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, like when you have all these little local municipalities and these bigger ones that have a lot of the bigger entities that have a lot of debt, things of that nature. You know, you got to lump it all together, and then the state has a you know a state financial statement. But there's a lot of debt in the bigger ones. These little ones, man, I can't tell you like how, how they have. I'm talking they have bonds, they have savings, they have no debt, and they basically just make the balance sheet or the financials for the entire state look at, a lot at least to where it equals back out to zero somewhere. I, for, I'm not for I, someone yeah. to keep some of yeah. it somewhere. They do a re, <laughs> they do a really the smaller municipalities carry the bigger ones. Right, I, I feel like based on my experiences, kind of working. So, um, gotcha. Yeah, did so. you? Uh, it, I, well, you said you love numbers and things like that, so yeah. I'm assuming that's something that you enjoy doing, and just yeah. it kind of expanding on your knowledge base um, from that situation. And you started to transition somewhere else. Where did you go from there? So after that, uh, we ended up moving back to South. Uh, so I was in North Carolina, and then it moved back to to South Carolina. What took you back? Uh, family. Okay. Um, just some family issues going on, so we moved back into the area. Um, and I ended up working for the uh, Department of Energy site here locally, Savannah River site. And good thing I did the audits because that's what got me in is basically I did government audits. As so part you already kind of kinda had your... Yeah, so they hired me to do government audits. <laughs> so, gotcha, gotcha. So basically I was, uh, 
I came in, went went to the Savannah River site, did did um uh, audits. And, right. And it wasn't really financial audits; it was audits of anything. Like I remember looking at like fleet management, which is vehicle management, things of that nature. So it just basically it could audit whatever needed to be audited. So you, it's a different type of engagement, but um, you still apply the same principles of an audit to to that kind of work. But at this, while I did that though, I started my business. Um, Kind of on the side, I guess you would say. Did you start that at the same time, like right the same, when you came? So basically, like as I was leaving North Carolina, I was turning in my paperwork to start my LLC uh, for my firm, and I was getting all my credentials from the state boards. To have now, were you doing that? Did you firm. start that process in North Carolina and have to move it, or were you already no, like you were planning for the move and you started? Yeah. So once I once I figured out that we we're moving back, I started the process of setting up the company, okay. and, and getting my state credentials and and all, and getting my you got to get your EFIN number with the IRS to so you can e file tax returns and things of that nature. Gotcha. So all that was already in place by the time I hit it. How long of a process is that? I mean, it doesn't take that long. I mean, that, I guess the longest thing you have to wait on is maybe the EFIN number. It may take three, four months for you to get it, but other than that, it's pretty straightforward. So, gotcha. Um, so, anyways, yeah. So I was working full time, and then I started. It, and the goal was like, see, at the site that I worked at, we had like every other Friday off. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just like start this, and I'll work every other Friday, like four or five hours a day. That's how I wanted to do it, and just kind of because I was gonna ride that to the sunset. Right, because it was really good money. So I was like, "Yeah, that this we're okay. pa- we're well past the recession at that point." Uh, yeah, we're just kind of like, okay, we're kind of picking up steam, and things are getting a little bit better. So thing, you know, the money's a little bit better. The the the, the savings account, all that's just kind of in better shape. But yeah, absolutely. If so. if you needed to go to that two hour doctor's appointment or something, you weren't stressing over it at that point. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying you're, coincident- like everything was perfect. Yeah, but- coincidentally though, the the manager at the site also made me use sick vacation time to go to a two hour. Do- Even though we were salaries, he still made me do it. Yeah, but so, were you working ninety hour weeks there? No, but I was working. Now I'm working for myself though, so I wor- I'm working forty hours a week there, and whatever I work, it's on me. It's this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it, and I get to dictate how I want to do this. Right. So I'm still working. I, I've never not been a hard worker. So like, I didn't have any kids at the time. I didn't have too much going on. I don't really drink and party. So I just worked. You know. Um. I thought all CPAs were party animals. Well, you know, it depends. Yeah, right. It depends who you ask. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, back yeah. in my day, maybe. I never but, thought hey, that. Hey, yeah. No, here's the messed up part. You literally the just said a party animal. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the part that bothers me because me and you are really close in age, and you say, "Back in my day." Yeah. Now we're officially at that point where we use terms like yeah. that, and it's like back in my day. Yeah, we can't do the things we used to, man. I have to stretch. <laughs> like you, come on. Yeah. You got to stretch, man. You used to be able to go out and do whatever you wanted to, and yeah. next morning, 5 a.m., you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, yeah. and now it's like, I need a couple of days. Don't, yeah. don't look at me. Like you, I went to play basketball with my friend and his kid the other day, and like, is I mean, I was fine on Saturday. We played Saturday, and then like Monday or Tuesday, I'm trying to figure out what the bottom of my foot hurts. I'm like, what is like, what is this? Like, I just forgot to, you know, I have tight ankles now, so my ankles are all messed up, you know, like, so all those things kind of catch up to you, you know, as you get older. Yeah. So, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. So make sure you stretch when you. Lee, when you, you can relate. Yeah. No, man. I I'm at that point now to where if I cough, I might throw my back out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. 
Yeah. Or you're like, what's that pain? Yeah, what did I I'll do? move a certain way, and it's yeah. like, am I having a heart attack? And we yeah. literally <laughs> will spend two days, three, we'll, we'll think about the last two or three days, what did you do? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you Prom- you lifted that box from Lowe's the other day. <laughs> I picked up a dehumidifier. And I told you, you shouldn't have picked that up by yourself. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we're walking like, through Lowe's, and I'm like, hey, we need a de- dehumidifier for the house. It feels kind of damp. Yeah. You know, summer in Georgia, it's, it's Super hot. Super damp, yeah. yeah. And anyway, I pick this thing up, and it's, it, yeah, I'm like, ugh. And I walk, I throw it up on my shoulder, you know, like we would always do, because we're men, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, I'm walking through Lowe's. I find her. I throw it in the cart. Next day, man, everything through here, I'm just like, what is wrong with me? I'll move a certain way, and I'll get a sharp pain yeah. that just jolts. I'm like, I'm dying. I, I understand that when my dad always needed to take a nap, and, like, I've never been a nap taker. I'm still not, but I get it, like stuff hurts now and it's like it's real it, it, we kind of circle back <laughs> like around stuff hurts. like you, you got kindergarten and first grade you have nap time like you had recess and yeah. nap time now i'm like in my almost 40 yeah and it's like oh i need nap time at yeah. lunchtime yeah got to recharge kind of build it back up I yeah grunting every time yeah yeah i mean we, we got in the pool for a little up. while for the first time and forever and and then too like you, you ever notice when you stand up like you gotta like. Oh, you get like. You gotta see how, what your feet are gonna do. Like, oh yeah, yeah they're still awake. It's right, a blood like, flow down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it just you takes ju- a minute. Jump up too fast and get dizzy. Kind you of. gotta think about it. Like, you just have to think about what you're doing. It's a process, man. And then you tell this to someone that's already fifty or sixty or seventy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, just wait. Yeah. Yeah. You you just wait. Yeah. That's funny. You uh, are he. I have noticed that Lee is so much more empathetic. He used to lose his patience so quickly with other people, especially if they were slower or wouldn't move as quick or anything like that. And I would say, hey, Lee, you're going to be that person's age one day. Well, no, I'm not. He, I won't be that way. That was he, literally he what say, I would say. He would say, oh, I'm not going to be that way. They shouldn't come out. He would say something. <laughs> as, he would literally say, well, they shouldn't come out of the house. And I was <laughs> looking at him last week, and I was like, well, based That's on what us, he man. used to say, you probably shouldn't leave the house, yeah. but I mean that's not true. But now, when somebody's struggling, he's like, "Okay, I'm cool." We get it. We have <laughs> we have that frame of reference. Like we know what that struggle is now. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's something that you just the only way you can gain that is with age and experience and yeah. time. And well, I think I think too, man. Like, yeah, heart. Yeah, I think culturally, like one of the things you know, like. Um, I don't know what's I don't know I don't know how, if you guys agree with this or not, but culturally speaking, we don't have that kind of respect that we for our elders as I think as much as we should. Like some of the best conversations I've had were people who are like on the tail end of their life, you know. Um, like I go to my wife's my wife's from a reservation, Native American reservation, and whenever there's events or, or gatherings or something, you have the elders, which is people who are older, obviously. And they get to eat first, you know, they get catered to, they make sure they're, t- and then everybody goes. Right. And I think that as a society, I think we're forgetting that too, man. You know, like I yeah. think we need to understand that that person probably fought for our freedom at some that point That tiered in time. respect level is no longer there. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I always try to, I always try to do my best to kind of understand and be like, you know, especially like you see one of these older guys that's struggling and like, you know, he has the cane and stuff. I guarantee you that dude was legit back in the day. You know, oh, yeah. like he's probably run circles around us right now, like you know, right, yeah. and everything. So you just gotta, you just gotta think about where that person's been and where they, you know, and what they contributed, journey. and and of that like nature. if you if you actually take the time to just talk to them, like the amount of knowledge and wisdom. I mean, 
you know, they've, they've probably been married, they've had kids, grandkids, and they've probably had a lot of things happen to their, I mean, there's a lot to learn from that, from, from, from people who've been around the block a couple of times, you know? Right. So. Yeah. One of the things that we touched on on another episode was just social media and how much it's changed yeah. everything in life and the disconnection between people and actual, their, their actual people skills. Yeah. And just being able to, for one, have respect for someone not yeah. automatically jumping the gun and like just being on attack mode all the time because that's what you see all over the internet. Yeah. And, and then like you see these, um, these trends where the cool thing to do is jump out a car and go punch someone in the face or something yeah. like that. And it's like, how is that what we have come to Yeah. from where you were talking about the, the respect for everyone else, uh, you know, respecting yeah. your elders and things like that. It's just no longer a thing. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. The way the way I see it, and whether you're religious or not, I think th- this is not a religious <clears throat> statement, but more of a generalized, like, statement. It's like we need to put the fear of God back in our lives. Like, you know, and what that means is just basically human decency to me. Like, and it's not hard to be decent to each other. Um, I think there's been so many things put in front of us to separate us, like social constructs or whatever. Uh, combine that with all the social media stuff, like where people, you know, get a dopamine rush from a like or a love or or something being shared. And I mean, it's it's just it just created this environment where people are not no no longer care about that that you know the 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 human decency is kind of going out the door. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of boils down to the fact that we are so disconnected and you said the dopamine hit for a like or a yeah. love or something like that. That's the validation that people look for now, instead yeah. of putting a smile on someone's face yeah. that you're standing right beside. Yeah. I mean, that was the original dopamine hit. Yeah. Just being friendly and helping your fellow person, you mm-hmm. know, fellow man, fellow woman, whatever. Yeah. It's like, we've gotten away from that. It's and all, I was taught as a kid that, the elders are the event. You go to an event to see the elders, but, yeah. well, a lot of people don't know about that unless they have Native Americans in their family, that kind yeah. of thing. But as a child, yes, that was the thing everybody looked forward to. You bring the elders together and you go listen to them. And yeah. once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. It's like they, yeah. they have— You're there to celebrate them. They literally <laughs> have generations of—like, genera- their stories are passed on— yeah. To the generations. Like so they have literally wisdom. Yeah. And because we seek all the wisdom or information online. You don't need them. We, we don't we don't go back to like Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything's yeah. just really accessible at this point. Yeah. And in all honesty, like I I just don't I don't know if it's gonna get any any better, to be honest with you, with everything that's going on. Like I don't have a full understanding of like, this whole metaverse and all that. But <laughs> I feel like I, was... I feel like then I feel like in 15, 20 years, like I mean, in order for you to be a successful person, all you're gonna have to do is be able to just talk to people. Because I fear that I fear that that, that connection is gonna be, you know, kind of like well, and and you worse. you speak on kind of the metaverse and where it's going, and you know, I'm not really detailed with my knowledge of it. Um, but just outsider kind of looking in, it's like you could literally run a multinational corporation yeah. from a room just like this. Mm-hmm. And you could literally be standing in front of all of your heads for each city and each country in one yeah. room and you're like physically there. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's further going to desensitize everyone from yeah. just their their actual day-to-day people skills if yeah. they even get to a point where they 
well, yeah, use them or yeah. have an opportunity to. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it has. There's benefits to all this, right? There's benefits to facilitate the 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 movement of information and all that. I think it's a good thing, but I think at the end of the day, like you still have to have that person. Like, hey, let me come see you. Make sure everything's okay. Like, you can't do that. You can't feel somebody out over the phone. You're definitely not going to be able to feel them out over a digital whatever. I don't know. You see the latest update to the new Oculus? I mean, it I literally... I don't even want to. So like. I saw a video the other day on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Mark Zuckerberg was on mm-hmm. Joe Rogan's podcast the I other day. I remember that's what I was going to bring up. Yeah. A high percentage of our communication is body language. So now they're trying to adapt. Yeah, yeah. The the sensors. new headset has cameras built into it, and it actually picks up on your facial expressions, your body language, everything. Wow! So that so, you can give more not well. So they're basically it's not they're, genuine, but yeah. So you also signal when you're giving eye contact. Yeah. So they're basically trying to emulate what we already have. Yes, exactly. That's basically what yeah, it is. Yeah, they're it's, emu- they're emulating face to face. And I feel <laughs> the same way about artificial intelligence. It's like artificial intelligence is trying to emulate what we already have. People don't understand and realize how powerful we are within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. You, know, you literally have companies spending trillions of dollars trying to replicate you, and you think you don't. You're not worth something. Well, we're giving it to like, them for free. Exactly. <laughs> we we, we yeah. give it to them right here every single day. Yeah. Everything but, about us goes through that. And I don't care what people tell me. I think artificial intelligence will, at some point in time, you know, re- replace some jobs, but. You're still the operator of this computer. Like you are literally a computer that's taken I don't know how many billions of years to get right. Have you uh, have you seen the movie Extinction? No. On Netflix. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but I'm going to anyway. Yeah. Oh. There is a uh, there's a movie on Netflix, and I forget uh, Pena. Um, great actor. Yeah. He was in Chips and a few other things. Um, this whole movie is about flashback. He's having flashbacks and these memories of like an invasion, alien invasion, blah, 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 blah. Turns out by the end of the movie, it wasn't an alien invasion. It was humans coming back to retake Earth from the AI, and he was actually an AI. Everyone that was on Earth was literally AI. Wow. They were so real that they didn't realize they were fake, yeah. that, that they were a machine. It's crazy. These movies are getting... Absolutely. Well, crazy, and man. if you look yeah. back at movies over time, they're literally just a glimpse into the future anyway. Yes. There's so, a few that mm. you can name off. That <laughs> I sure <he> hope <laughs> not. I sure hope not. Right. But I mean, and yeah. so <laughs> you, you have these expansive thinkers that are, you know, shaping and molding the future of everything we do. Yeah. And those people are the ones that are most fearful of AI because of where it's yeah. going. Yeah. But I'll, I, I, I'll say this again, like, you so AI will never be capable of doing what we as humans already can do. I mean, I, don't know. I promise. If, you. if, if the it, only you, you're basically removing. Like, think about think about the machine that we are, right? And how everything comes together. And I think about what we're capable of doing without even thinking about it. Like, you know, grabbing that glass of water. Do you know how many things have to go off in your head for you to be able to pick that up? Yeah, it's a lot, man. Like, I, I mean, why. I'm just saying. Like, I can see why Hostway is. So nervous about AI. I'm not nervous about it because at the end of the day, you know, there's already a machine that adds and subtracts math. Yeah, but 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 that doesn't mean you can do taxes. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Like at the the end of the day, you still have to have that human, you know, element to everything. So you're saying that a machine cannot add two plus two? I'm saying that I can do it faster than you can do it with a machine. (laughs) 
You can do it faster than I can do it with a machine. But yeah. what if it takes out the user input? Then I, then my computer tells me two plus two is four. Without it, before I can even say it out loud, right. two, my machine has been programmed to know. So that are you going to be the first one to sign up for Neuralink and get an no. implant? What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if you ask a computer what's two plus two, it's gonna it's gonna have to think about what it's saying. I'm telling you, two plus two is yeah, four. Yeah, but it's doing it on millisecond. Like, what? But how way... quickly? But how quickly can we do it if we have the information in our head? How now? No, what, the, what is seven thousand six hundred and forty-two million? And that, so that's what I'm talking about: complexities. Yeah, but 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 there are people who can legitimately like do that kind of math in their head. Yeah, there's like five of them. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but that same machine that's adding two plus two doesn't know how to pick up a glass of water. Right, because so it's that's only, what I'm saying. It, its only function is to One do that. Thing, right, like right. we are we are absolutely fabulous beings, and we're capable of so much more than we think we are. And right. that's what I'm trying to tell people is like, you are you you don't know your own worth a lot right. of times. Like think about how powerful you are. How, what percentage of our brains do they say we use? Like less than like 2%. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I think them. it's 10%. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Like think <laughs> about it if I use like, less. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like think about if you try to hone your skills and try to, you know, like you, you have the ability to be whatever you want to be. Like you just have to look within yourself you know, you 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 have greatness within you. You are better than any AI, any metaverse, any of this crap that's happening. You already have that. These companies are trying to replicate what you already can do within yourself. Right. That's how I feel about it. So I'm not worried about any of that. Yeah. And I mean, go ahead. Oh, there's been in videos because I keep up with some some research on the brain, and I can't convey what I read and what I see. But essentially, uh, scientists have admitted that the one thing they can't even come close to understanding is the soul and yeah. how to du duplicate that. So the point I'm getting from you is going back to that. Like we have a soul, we have um, a consciousness, yeah. like we can evolve and change and we can create. Yeah. Whereas a machine is, it's just a machine. We, we created human. the machines. Like we, yeah. we allowed the machines to exist. It's not the, you know, this is around. how Terminator started out and yeah. with Skynet. Yeah, well, we, we created the machine. <laughs> yeah, that, and so that and so I, that's, that, I, I'm not worried about AI overtaking anything just because of the sole fact that I don't think they'll be, ever be able to replicate the greatness of humans. Gotcha. And I'm not saying that because we're awesome. I'm saying it because we're powerful. Right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like so. I hope yeah. it turns out that way. Yeah. Let's just hope. <laughs> man. You never know. Um. So you're moving back to South Carolina. Oh, we're back on that. Okay, yeah. so so yeah, so I, so I'm working, I'm working the the corporate job, and I'm working my thing on the side, and then I think it's almost three years in, two and a half, three years in. I, I'm working eight to five, um, and then I'm working like six to three sometimes, or sometimes I go to sleep and wake up at one in the morning and work and go about my day, um, and um, and so I had to make a decision. My son was born. My first son was came around and. I was I wasn't spending any time, you know, doing anything that I like. So I had to make a decision. The good thing was that the corporate job made that decision for me very easy. There were some issues that I, some once again not not because I'm a bad employee, but I, I just questioned some things about um, how some things were playing out. Um, and within myself, like I'm not gonna say I'm a saint because I'm not, you know. But I have a certain level of integrity and and, and that lives within me that I can't. You have your morals and your values. Yeah, I just can't let some things be what they are because that's just the way things are. Right. Um. So, so basically, um. And I, as a matter of fact, I remember telling somebody I was having a conflict at work, 
and there was this guy that I used to go on walks with at the out there. Um, and he was like, I can't remember if he was a pastor or whatever. He was big on the church, very religious guy. He's trying to get me like to convert and go to go to his church and this and that. Um, and one day I told him about my my ethical dilemma within myself. And and he was like, he basically told me, he said, you need to accept the fact that corruption and and the lack of integrity exists within every every structure you work at. Um, and that that's just a part of, that's just a part of business. And you just have to you just have to be able to accept it. And I looked at him and I said, maybe you have to accept it. I don't have to accept that. And then and then that's that that kind of that kind of solidified how I felt about leaving. Yeah. So that's that whole herd mentality. Exactly. So when he said that to me, man, this is somebody, you know, uh, he was a he he was in the military, educated uh, family man, church, all you know, on paper. He's a great guy. Um, but, but, he, but he always came from that, like yeah. with the military, you come from that, that yeah. background of there's a certain way you do things yeah. and, and you do this and that's, that's it. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that why, why would you tell somebody who's seeking your guidance that it's okay for you to have to compromise your morals? So anyway, so he made my decision very easy. He kind of facilitated <laughs> my leaving my exit. Um, and then I just basically put my notice in and, and then Dude, <laughs> you went all Dude, in. I just went all in, and so you're at, at that point. Your side hustle, which is your firm at yeah. this point, your firm in the making, because yeah. you still probably didn't exactly know what it was going to be. No, I didn't know what it was going to be, but um, I saw something, and and my wife was very encouraging. Okay, which so is a big plus. It's like I mean, <laughs> I I'll say like my wife is it's a saint. I love her to death, and. She was my You're not rock. just saying that because this is going on the air, right? No, I'm saying it because you guys know that that's how <laughs> yeah. exactly how yeah. I feel. Like everybody, you know, I tell my like my wife, if it wasn't for her, this none of this would probably whatever. I probably would be stuck working somewhere. And and she encouraged me, and um, and she basically was like, you know, I got us. If something happens, I got us. Like it's okay. Like go out there and make this happen. Right. And um, and I did, man. And it, so far, so good. I guess you know. Gotcha. So yeah, so I quit my job. I. Uh, Took a massive pay cut instantly. Oh my, yeah. So luckily, not well, the first time. Yeah, I'm used to it. So whatever, right. reset. Right. Hit the reset button. Start over <laughs> again. Whatever. New uh, newborn, house payment, wife. Um, you know, family. Uh, you know, parents and and all this. Um, and I just basically hustled. I mean, and by hustling, I mean just went out there and put my name out there as much as I could. And now, how were you, how were you doing that? Were you network like hitting up networking? Yeah, events? I was part of I was part of a couple of networking groups in town, and um, were those beneficial for you in any way? For a little while, yeah, yeah, they were they were good to. So I had a I I wasn't I'm not really a shy person, but I had a hard time initially kind of putting together how I want to sell myself, um, and and how to, how I want to present myself to other people. And so I think that's around the time that me and you act, and and Bonnie yeah, actually so met that, each other in the networking group. So. But that group kind of allowed me, you know, every week you had to pitch yourself and kind of, you know, and then kind of made it a little easier for me to figure out how to how to put that together because you only had a minute to speak, right? Right. So, so you you're trying to slam that. as much info yeah, as so you can into a minute. Yeah. So anyway, so it made it easy. Right. So yeah. So that's kind of how I think for us when we went through that same thing, and again, how like we got introduced to each other because of that, it it was so redundant. Like the things that we would do, and it's so repetitive. To it was almost to the point where, like, you would speak, but 
were you really being heard kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, everybody was just kind of there eating breakfast. Right. And, I mean, it, it was it was good for me because it got my foot in the door and it allowed me to meet a lot of good people that I still know. To, and you guys were and that, one of yeah, them. Yeah, so that was the thing yeah. for us. And I was, it, I'm grateful for we, it. We took away some very great relationships yeah. from that. Um, but sometimes it did feel like I'm kind of going through the motions and right. I just want to eat my breakfast and go back to the office. And I think for me, yeah. like one of the things that was the last straw for me with it, it wasn't anything bad. Yeah. But when, when I've been talking to someone for nine months, 10 months about what it is that I do or what I'm offering or what I'm looking for. And they're like, Oh, I didn't know you did that. Yeah. I was it's like, like I, are you, are you listening? Yeah, then, you it's know? like, I guess the bacon is really good here. You know, the breakfast <laughs> is good. Yeah. Because obviously you're not listening to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And no, get me wrong. There were plenty that were there. And it, yeah. again, I, many great relationships have evolved from that. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you being yeah. one of the best ones. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we, we still talk about this and you going through that transition and leaving the plant, starting your firm. And just us, we were trying to be one of your biggest cheerleaders. It's like, you need I to know, do this. man. I tell you what, like, I mean, yeah. I remember Bonnie taking a, we went to that cafe, Bueno huh. Cafe yes. in town. And Bonnie took a picture of my business card and put it all over. So do you remember doing yes, that? Yes. And I yep. said, yeah. you're still going to be our CPA when we're millionaires. And you're <laughs> going to be a millionaire too. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get there. As you're working on your your 80% pay cut right then. 80% pay cut. And then I went into this. So I rented an office space and it was in the middle of like a, it was inside of a dental building in North Augusta, which is right up the road. And I remember um, like. (laughs) Did you have a window? I barely had a window. (laughs) I think I I didn't have any room for a table. Um, So I remember my wife got an old suitcase and she put like four legs on it. And she's like, here's your table. And that's how she built me like a little. So I, ha- I have a what I call a suitcase table and I still have it in my office because that's just going to be what, how I remember your you know, humble the beginnings. beginning of like where I'm at now. Right. Um, but, yeah, I had an office space uh, inside of a, bu- a dental building, which is now it's fully done being built. But at the time it, w- it was all under construction. I remember coming there with and the I, construction. I remember people saying, hey, man, are you like uh, what's that uh, lawyer? Uh, the sketchy lawyer show that's in the Breaking Bad. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, better uh, be- Saul Goodman, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, man, I'm not, I'm not Saul Goodman. Like, yeah. I'm, I just, I'm just in it's here like right a, now. Ask that question again, though. There's a box truck out back waiting yeah. on you. <laughs> so I, I remember that. And, um, and, every, and that was, but you know, man, like, I remember that suitcase table. I remember that office. I remember I did everything that first year. I literally, I did all the scanning. I did all the, um, all the front end stuff, all the back end stuff. Like it was absolutely You were insane. the secretary. You were Yeah, my like, cell you were phone, all of which it. advice number one for business owners that want to start a business and you're serious about it, do not use your cell phone as your business phone. Get a separate line. Yeah. Because to this day my phone my and I'm not saying I'm not I'm grateful for it, but there is no separation. If yep. your cell phone is your business phone and you take that on vacation and you, you people are gonna call you, text you, email you, Facebook, Instagram, Snap, what else? Uh, yeah, Tumblr, whatever's out there, you know? That yeah. was one of the biggest things that we had to do and work on. And I, it was harder for her than it was me. You, yeah. You'll see I have 
I've got two phones, yeah. an Android and an iPhone. Oh, yeah. it's the judgy looks like. <laughs> Why do you have two phones? Well, you must be oh. you must be pretty important, no, huh? No, you well, have no idea. Like, no, you got two phones. Like, ah, so I have two phones. You're married. Oh, yeah, you got yeah, two yeah. Phones. Get those or, looks too. I'm like, this is not a burner phone. This is like, this is my personal. <laughs> this and you know, and then they don't even know what burner means. So that's because like, you've been watching too many drug shows. Well, you know, that's a, that's a whole nother, uh, that's got to be, you got to turn the cameras off. <laughs> yeah, that's totally conversation. different conversation. That was yeah. another lifetime. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was life-changing when we started with the two phones because what would happen to me, addicted to taking care of people, we made a rule of, of if we're not in negotiations where we don't have a scheduled call after 7 o'clock, no more responding. Yeah, It can wait until the next day, but my brain did not mm-hmm. understand that. So I could be chatting with my mom, texting, might even be doing something like looking at social media at 10 o'clock at night, and then a client or potential client texts me a message, yeah. and then I tell myself no for three hours. I'm still thinking about and it at you, 1 o'clock yeah. because I'm trying to convince myself not to respond. Yeah. So business phone goes down, Yeah. personal phone, and then there's only like five people that have that number. Yeah, and the only thing that happens is basically like um, – you basically set your own boundaries as to because at the end of the day, people are gonna treat you how you allow them to treat you, right? right. So if you tell people I'm with my kids at five from five thirty because they go to sleep at eight eight thirty, so I'm not I'm not picking up my cell phone. I'm you know like if my mom calls or my brother, I'll pick it up. Um, but like you ha- you know if you allow yourself to pick up that phone at seven o'clock and you have your kids on your lap, you watching TV and you can you handle it. People are going to keep doing that to you. Yep. Yeah. So I found out that when I initially I didn't have those boundaries because I didn't have a kid. Well, no, first time like you just don't you're, know you're starting better. in your business. Nobody has those boundaries because yeah. you're like, oh, I, I need, need to this. Make this work. I, yeah, I need yeah. to make every single deal work, or you're not going to eat next month. Yeah. So so having those boundaries, like you know, I put those boundaries in place, and I think people, for the most part, everybody respects them. So like, if somebody has my cell phone number, they respect it. Like you know, they they they're not going to text me at eight o'clock at night. Asking I am. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm still. I'm gonna text you at twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, but you don't text me to do kidding. work, you know. You just, anyways, no, I text you for those hypothetical questions. It's like, hey, if I buy this four wheeler and in, I trans- in Mars, in, 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 yeah. I'm like, well, first of all, whoa, and, whoa. and he's at what point? <laughs> and at what point? Because Lee will come up with a theoretical question. It's like that is the most bizarre, sh- like, yeah. And I just wonder. Can it actually work? <laughs> no. It's just like, you. he's got to think you're joking every single time. No, I'm serious. Sometimes sometimes I'm like, I'm not even going to dignify that. <laughs> an answer. Answer. Yeah, I've had a couple of questions that I've sent you, and you're just like, crickets. No, no I'll just get crickets. Yeah. Oh, man. Two days later, oh, I, I didn't see your message. I'm sorry. Yeah. How you been? Well, and he'll it, change the subject. Full disclosure, as far as I go, I... It, it, I am a horrible texter. I'm a horrible Facebook messenger. Did you know this after like seven years? I just figured it was personal. No, dude, I, <laughs> I promise you, man. And I don't do it on purpose, man. Like, you know, like at the end of the day, like I probably have not even including the office phone ringing, man. I can't like probably 30 phone calls on my cell phone a day, probably 50, 60 text messages, yeah. 30, 40, 50 emails. Minimal. So you have to time block to so actually get work I, done. I literally have to set time on my calendar from one to two. I'm just answering my emails. And like, I cannot, I cannot 
I cannot answer your tax questions through text message. I cannot. No. I you I cannot a- answer your tax questions through Facebook Messenger. I'm sorry, like, I just can't. Right. It's just not gonna work. So like, if I'm allowing you to be in my personal space, then you have to be able to respect that. You know what I mean? Like, and you have to be able to understand that if you need me, you need my knowledge and or my guidance, then you have to call the office or email me. Right. And I'm not. I'm not. In the end of the day, like I'm not not responding to text messages because I because I don't want to. It's just like I just can't. I'm right. only one person, yeah. you know. And people, I hope people understand that I'm. It's hard, you know. It's yeah. hard to when I mean I ha- I remember one year I had somebody try to send me um, uh, <laughs> tax documents through Instagram, and I was just like, that's not a good client. Wait, like, was, that wasn't me, was it? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, legitimately, like, sending me pictures through Instagram. Like, of, and I'm like... With social ignore, on it and everything. Ignore, like, I just can't. Like, yeah. that is not... Like, we like, we have a secure portal for that, sir. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or like, ma'am. Like, what do you think this is? Like, yeah. you know, like, I can't do that. I just... So that, you're not taking me seriously. I feel like if you're sending me your tax documents through Instagram, like... Right. And then you, you know? gotta convert the file and all that, yeah. too. Yeah. It's just not fair. Imagine that's not fair to me, man. Like right. it's not fair to my 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 team either. Like I'm not gonna have them put together a hundred Instagram pictures <laughs> for your tax return. Like and then are try you to convert them mind? to PDFs and crop them and all that. Yeah, like, that's not gonna happen. And so. upload them, download them, and have to delete the files from the computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that I've started working on with different agents that come into the office is, you know, they're they're talking about how do you protect your time and how do you do this and how do you do that and set those boundaries. And it's just kind of taking a step back and comparing it like, okay, because we're in real estate, we have all these moving parts through it. Yeah. But then you're also dealing with a lender and you're also dealing with a closing attorney and you're dealing Mm -hmm. with a title office and you're dealing with home inspectors. Yeah. Every single other one of these companies, when you want to communicate with them, how do you do it? You do it during business hours or through email and it gets responded to during business hours. Right. So one of the things that a lot of real estate agents won't do is they won't shut it down at a certain point and understand the fact that no other professional that's included in that transaction is operating outside of those business hours. Yeah. Now I'm not saying there aren't things that don't like on our end. Yes. We have to be a little more accessible throughout a deal like that. Negotiations. Right. Those happen after hours to an extent. Yeah. And I mean, we've had, We've had clients in Hawaii and Africa and all kinds of places that are buying things, so we have to deal with time zones and stuff like that, too. Yeah, but that's different, though. That's different. But every single day, it's like, no, there's no point. The only way you're ever going to be treated like a professional is once you start acting like one. And you set those professional boundaries and, you know, deal with hours as it comes along. I finally realized that if I'm burnt out and burying myself, having heart issues, anxiety, can't function, can't even find time to wash my own laundry. It's all my fault. What do you mean? That's just Tuesday. And that's a lot of people don't understand. Like, let's just like talk, not even the uh, real estate or our accountants or whatever. Yeah. In general, business owners, we have to deal with so much. And like, we're only human. Like, right. you have to put systems and processes in place. You have to delegate. You have to be able to, at some point in time, trust somebody to help that you do things. That is so hard. It's hard to trust, but it's Del- just, delegation but is a skill. But you know what, man? You have to do it because if you don't, it's just not. You're only like you told him that a time ago. What? Yeah, he has to tell yeah. me the same I, thing. I, I have to deal with her. There was a couple of times with with you because we are friends. I've considered you one of my best yeah. friends, seriously. And it's like, look, you're at a point now to where it's time to transition. If you want yeah. to get to the next step, 
yeah, you're going to have that setback of bringing on someone else, but yeah. it's like, what yeah. will that allow you to do? Yeah. And, you, and it was the, that, the, you know, the first hire was the hardest, obviously, because that's the first time you have to let go of something. Now I'm like, here, take it. <laughs> right. I don't care. Like, please. My, here's my social security number. Here's my bank account. Here, here, here's a stamp. It's my signature. Don't, don't even call care. me. Like, I better not see anything sketchy in my bank account. Right. You know, like I'm checking it at some point. I'll be seeing you in court. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I, I have an easier time trusting. But um, I, you know, one of the things I'll say about about the team that I have at the office, man, and I don't know how I got so lucky. Um, they they take so much pride in what they do. And I don't know if it's just me spilling over into them or them spilling over into me or, but like, you know, we've had a couple of bad apples. I mean, that's just normal. Yeah. Um, but the people that are there, man, like I, I just don't know how I got so lucky. Like, obviously we're all human and we all make mistakes and we have our things, but um, it's almost like, why do you put up with me? Like, you know, it's almost <laughs> like, it's like with what I feel like Alicia like, Oh my God, Alicia, why do you put up with me? Like, right. I'm so lucky to have you. That's how I feel about my team. My, uh, so, you know, me and Bonnie work hand in hand with real estate deals and stuff like that. But yeah. my office manager, Ayla, like all these different people, they're literally like, you're an ass, but I love you just the way you are. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, I mean, pretty much because he gets an enormous amount of stuff. Like he does all the things I cannot do. Like yeah. the way he maps out things and researches and yeah. has um, once he gets hyper focused on uh, uh, something like something that he wants to progress, yeah, progress I, us like in the direction like I'll once he he takes the leap and I had to learn this because I would I would fight him for so long like no that's too much we're not ready we're not ready and he's like just bump it doesn't matter well mm. you say something else but bump it <laughs> um we're, we're we're doing this and yeah. I like I would fight him so much but but we wouldn't be progressing forward we wouldn't have a podcast room we wouldn't have yeah. um, a brokerage our name wouldn't be known all over town other than Bonnie and Lee if it wasn't for his endless uh, so I, I'll, I'm happy to take care of all the moving parts behind the scenes. Yeah. But if something like nothing can happen to Lee, because there's just so much he can do <laughs> oh. that. No, I'm being serious. There's so <laughs> much don't, he don't, can do yeah. that he does that nobody else can do. I can yeah. try to learn how to do it, but I'm not going to do it at the same rate. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to comprehend. He has a higher IQ, much higher IQ than average, but most people don't know that. <laughs> Really? Um, I don't know. Yeah, about he that. does. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, he does. I just fake um, it. Lee was two plus two. Six. <laughs> His computer. My computer's broken. Does not turn on all the way. <laughs> but I'm sure your team and your wife and yeah. your children recognize the same thing in you. I hope it's so, man. It's because of that tenacity and love and ambition yeah. and wanting to change the world. Only you can do those things in the way you do them. Yeah. And then the best thing the best thing they can do is be behind you and support it. I think the biggest well, thing with you is just your passion. Yeah. Like well, for I, what it is you do. I, I don't see anybody being behind me. Like I just don't see myself in that way. I see me being behind people or me being alongside people. Um, even, even though. <laughs> That's what I mean. I was like, like, I mean, I'm being honest. Like, yeah. you know, when I, when I like, you know, I have, I have a, I have somebody who's been with me um, for three years, almost three years. And like, I, I don't, it's just like, to me, it's like, she's so capable. It's like, why are you listening to me? Like, you know, but I mean, it's just crazy. It's just crazy to see the journey and, and see how things are going. So, right. Yeah. Um, so you, you opened your new office. 
and open the office. Yeah, you transition from the office. Oh, yeah, so after the sketchy nine, office. After after nine months in the sketchy office, construction zone, uh, I moved to uh, the new office where I'm at now. Right. Um, and I've been there ever since, and it's just been the growth, and you know, and all that. Like I started up. I remember that building. I have I have five or six rooms, and it was just me in there by myself. And now every room in that office has life in it. Right. So it's all like somebody's working, somebody's in there. Um, so it's just full of life. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. You, you've transitioned into an office now that you own, um, you know, what are, what's the future plans? Um, well, my future plans are to retire sooner than I need to, <laughs> but I mean, I don't think my definition of retirement is what other people see retirement. You want to retire at 40 and go live on the beach? No, I think to me, the definition of retirement is working because I want to, not because I have to. I, I'm not the type of person that can just retire and go to the beach and go fishing every day. Although right. I do enjoy it, you know, but I'll have to have something to turn the wheels. Otherwise, I'm just going to go crazy and I'll drive my wife crazy. I'm just not wired to not work. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, I'll probably... I mean, I probably still have the firm and, and, and still grow it and, and kind of get it where it needs to go. Um, but I just don't see myself um, not working ever, right. basically. So. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, so, like, all I care about, man, is the legacy. I, I care about the legacy I leave behind for the firm and for my kids mostly, you know. Like, I want I want my kids to have something to be proud of and kind of grow into if they want to if they want to step into a role, with, you know, where they become owners or whatever in the company or – Whatever, man. But more unless than you it, sell it for a hundred million in the meantime. Yeah, I mean, if somebody offers me a hundred million, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, like what I really care about is like, you know, I'm thinking like when I'm seventy and my kids are like, you know, they have their own kids and everything or whatever they're into. I don't know. Um, but um I just want them somebody to come up to them and say, Hey man, like your dad, man, like that dude, that dude cared and you know, like his word meant something, right? You know, and changed I, lives didn't just well, not not really change. Just meant something to somebody, and um, and also I also like just want to leave this place better than I found it, man. Like, especially with everything going on in the environment, you know, political, social. There's there's so many things that are dividing us, you know. But if me and you sit across the table, and it doesn't matter where our backgrounds are, we could be from completely different parts of the world. Me and you have a lot more in common common that we don't. Mm-hmm. But we're fo- we're choosing to focus on what we don't have in common as opposed to what we do have in common. Right. So the way I relate to people is, you know, like, what do me and you have in common that we care about that we can build on together? You know, like, we're not going to agree on everything, and that's okay. That's part of the human nature. Right. And that's just part of, of being alive. Like, not everybody is going to agree with everything you say. So I choose to focus on what, what do we have in common and how can we build on that, you know? Yeah. So What, um... What's your, I'm sorry, I'm going to back up just a little bit yeah, here, but when you were transitioning from that building, you bought an office building. Yeah. Well, initially I rented it, but I was smart enough to put a purchase clause on it. Gotcha. I didn't know any better, but um, basically um, I put a purchase clause and I, I was able to buy it eventually. So. Gotcha. <laughs> so um, your side hustle essentially has is, led from, you know, just a side hustle that you worked four or five hours here and there on after you got off work yeah. to now your entire lifestyle, yeah. which is now something that's grown into security for multiple other families. That yeah. Are- I mean, I have, I don't know. I just hired somebody, you know, um, we keep growing and 
I think I have six, seven people on the payroll, mm-hmm. and and you know, obviously, um, you know that that's that's people that you know rely on me to you know to generate revenue and all that. But it's not just about the money; it's about making sure that they grow. Right. Well, and especially yeah. as you become more successful with what you're doing too it allows you to kind of have that cushion and comfort level to where you can focus on what it is you really care about. Yeah. Giving back to the people, providing, you know, exceptional service. Yeah. Because now that over here, those constant pay cuts and upgrades and things that you dealt with over the years leading up to this, those are no longer as much of a worry. I mean, they're always a worry as a business owner. You look at the, the day and day in and day out books and stuff like that. And it's like, Oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? Yeah. You think about those things. Well, the thing about it is, so what? <laughs> so what if <laughs> right. it does happen? Like, right. I mean, at the end of the day, like, if it really comes down to it, like, I'm not scared to, I'm not scared to make money. Right. Like, I'll go buy a pack of chicken at the grocery store for five dollars and put the chicken on the grill and sell it for fifteen dollars. And if it really comes down to it, I can do that. You yep. know, like, I'm not scared to, I'm not scared of that. Um, you know, we're all, we're, everything's cyclical, man. Like, you know, there's a yin to a yang. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just the way life is. Like, there's, you can't just keep going on a higher, higher, higher. You know, like. You gotta be a pullback somewhere. Yeah, when you look at these, like, uh, like these corporate profits, you know, these, me and you talk about stocks all the time. And you know, we have record profits. We have, I'm like, dude, like, seriously, how? Like, yeah. you know, what kind of accounting are you doing? Right. Like, you sit and there. They can make it say whatever they want to on yeah. the books. You, of all people, know you, this. You sit there <laughs> and tell me that, that what's a, the, these air, these uh, airline companies had $5 billion profits quarter over quarter, year over year. And then the minute that everything shuts down, they have no cash. Right. Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. But anyway, so everything's cyclical, man. So, I mean, you sometimes. Well, it, it was those $65 million um you know, salaries that they had yeah, every the, year going to the, the yeah. higher ups. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, we're not even going to get into that. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm trying to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, man, but yeah. So, I mean, everything. Just so if, 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 if you, if, you know, one of the things is like, man, like I've been beat down. I've, I've been, I've taken a 50% pay cut with a master's degree. I was a day away from making muffins and make, bacon biscuits and McDonald's. I mean, it is what it is, man. I, like, I knew a guy literally that for what he did for a li- he had a master's degree and he rode on the back of a trash truck throwing trash every single day. Yeah. So and you just you just gotta ride the waves, and man. And nothing like, wrong with doing that. No, nothing but, wrong with it at all. But it's it not it was what just, he anticipated. Right. It was not what he anticipated or what he had planned. Yeah. But it, it also goes to show that life always has yeah. li- life has a way of working itself out no matter what. Yeah. Or you're going to end up in a direction that you're supposed to end up in one yeah. way or the other. And, and it goes back to, I want to go back to what I was saying about how powerful we truly are within ourselves. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, and this is from one of my, I love the Rocky movies, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but Rocky said it to his son, you know, like life, life is tough, man. It's going to beat you down, you know, and, the, and if you let it, it's going to keep you there. So it's like, it's up to you every day to, to choose to get yep. back up, tie your shoes and keep moving forward. And he said, it's not about how hard you get hit, man. And it's really not. We, yep. all, we all get hit in the face. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about how hard you get hit and you get back up, you know? Yep. So I've been hit a couple times. And I think that has allowed me to kind of be okay with, you know, what happens if this happens. Like, well, I, I mean, I, it is what it is. It's just a part of, it's just a part of, it's just a part of human nature, you know? Right. So. And I, I think that's what separates people in business from mediocre and great. The ones that get hit and just keep moving forward. And don't give yeah. up because a lot of people can get hit and just curl up in a ball and they quit. And they're yeah. like, I'm going to go back to the security and I don't have to worry about all of these problems because they just keep coming. Yeah. 
But once you overcome those problems moving forward, it's yeah. like that, that for one, that'll never be a problem again. Yeah. But for two, it's like now I can take this next step up. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people ask for, and whether you pray about it or you ask the universe for it, you ask for strength and you ask for somebody to give you the strength you need. Well, how do you think God or the universe is going to give you strength? They're going to put you in a situation where you have to show strength. Yep. So it's up to you to follow through. Overcome so be careful it. what you ask for. If yeah. you ask for strength, you're going to get put in a situation where you have to show strength or develop that strength. So, yeah. you know, like it's not just going to come to you. You're not who you are. You already are. You just have to develop yourself, you know. Right. And so a tough times make, what do they say? Tough times make, uh, tough men make, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Hard to. times make tough men. Right. Tough men make good times and good uh, good times make weak men or however it right. goes. I don't know how it goes. You guys well, know and it's kind of like the saying that, like, um, you know, it's talking about different generations and it's like someone's grandfather. They they changed a generational cycle and built a great company. Yeah. And then his son took that great company and turned it into an amazing, huge company. Mm-hmm. And then that guy's son literally blew the company Runs it because he didn't have to work for any of it. Didn't it, was understand. it was already there and it was mm-hmm. handed to him. Yeah. So there was no initiative to keep it growing, keep it going. Cause one thing that I've definitely learned is if you're not moving forward, you're going backwards. There yeah. is no getting to a certain point and just maintaining you. You're either moving forward or you're going backwards one or the other. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And so. if you're standing still, you're not, you're moving backwards. Yeah. If you're, yeah, it, it, like, yeah, yeah. If you're second, you're last, or something yeah, like that. If, you, if you're not first, yeah, you're last. if you're not so, first, you're last. You're so good at these inspirational quotes. Shake and bake. Good at shake and shake. bake, baby. Shake and bake. You got that one. All right. Yeah. Um, Do you have any other questions for no, Hostway? I just want to say that Hostway is amazing. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, you've been an amazing friend yeah. and a huge asset to our business. Well, every business venture that we've been a part of. So, <laughs> yeah, literally. I know I've Personal called you sometimes, business. and it's like, yeah, it's like, hey, I, I um, I, I created another LLC. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you're just like, like no, why, dude? Just, but anyway, yeah. I want to thank you for being a part of the journey. Nah, man, thanks for having me, and um, you know, you guys just keep doing good things, you know. Absolutely. So. Well, we'll have you on again in the future. Okay. Yeah, it'd be fun, man. <laughs> thanks for having me. All right, thank man. All right, dude. Enjoyed yeah. it.